Alrighty, good afternoon everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And this begins the final weekend of football in October and the start of week number eight with the Ravens and the Buccaneers going at it. Wiz, how you doing tonight? Yeah, doing well. we got an interesting game tonight. Uh, you know, <laughs> Tampa Bay has not played well, but they find themselves basically uh, in a tie atop the division. Uh, the Ravens have not been able to close out games, uh, having leads in just about every single game, losing uh, some of them. Um, <clears throat> so kind of two teams under the spotlight, if you will, uh, going up against each other tonight. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm generally a big-time naysayer on Thursday Night Football, but this is definitely a little bit more of an intriguing matchup. You have two quarterbacks that... You know, for the most part, over the course of their career, have been very steady in terms of fantasy performance. You could rely on these players quite quite a bit. And uh, despite the fast start for Lamar Jackson, he's tailed off. He's been dealing with some injuries uh, with his offensive players. Obviously, Dobbins has gone down. Bateman's been hurt last week. Uh, strange circumstances around Mark Andrews, but he's been very steady throughout the season. And Tom Brady, you know, obviously... Uh, personal situations off the field, questionable decision-making going to Robert Kraft's wedding last Friday. They're just, you know, from appearances standpoint, it's it's been it's been a rocky one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, last week that showed up on the field, uh, losing to a uh, undermanned and, and much worse talented team in, in the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and I'm <clears throat> looking at the game tonight and noticing a real line switch in the game. Um, where the Ravens, even as early this morning, were about a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And now, as of uh, 4 p.m., uh, the Bucks are a two-point favorite yeah. in this game. So, big, big swing. a little line switch. I'm not sure if that's anticipation, maybe, of what's going on with Bateman and Andrews. But, um, you know, something to keep your eye on. Um, as it gets closer to kickoff. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say it's not normal to see that large a move in a line uh, as close as we are to kickoff, right? So uh, it, it is noteworthy um, and, and something to pay attention to. We'll have to see when uh, the announcements are made. At this point in time, it was, at least from everything I saw, both Bateman and Andrews, despite the limited practice time, were slated to take the field. Um, and we'll see what happens with uh, Tom Brady because he's going to be without Justin Gage in this particular ball game. Uh, I mean, I, so uh, let's let's kind of roll into it, Wiz, with the, with the fact that this has moved. Uh, did you have a view beforehand? And if not, are you shifting view as a result of what's going on? No, I mean, I, I'm really just going to lay off this game. Um, there, there are just so many, you know, things that you just don't know about this game. I mean, Andrews is definitely not 100%. He wasn't 100% on Sunday and now on a short rest. You know, I don't know if he's going to play. I know that DraftKings is not even putting up him up for a line on receiving yards. They have Bateman, but they do not have Andrews. Now, you know, then you have Edwards, who missed the first six weeks of the year. He comes back. He plays more than a lot of people think think that he was going to play, and now he's only on a short rest as well. So a lot of things going on. Tampa Bay did not look good um, on Sunday, but to me, I think, you know, there's a better chance that they could get this thing turned around at home 
And um, just against that Raven secondary, who I do not trust. And uh, I just don't know if Todd Bowles comes up with a defense that is just going to contain Lamar Jackson and dare him to throw the ball if he could, in fact, beat him through the air. So uh, I'm laying off the game. But if there's one team that I think could get right tonight, I think it could be Tampa Bay. But by no means am I saying that with any confidence. So as far as totals or the line, it's a complete pass for me. What say you? Any ideas? Yeah, over under 46. Um, no, I'm, sta- I'm staying away from it from, the, from, a, from a line standpoint. Um, I don't trust it. I don't trust either team. I don't trust Thursday night football in general. Uh, it, le- it leaves me... You know, the, the fact that these guys have to try and bounce back from playing on Sunday, just a little bit too difficult. Um, you know, so I, I'm personally, and, and both teams really did not look good last week, right? Bo- both teams did not have terrific, terrific games um, in terms of the way they, in terms of the way their offenses looked, uh, you know, just kind of out of sorts, I would say. So I, I, for one, am staying away from this game, was. Yeah, I'm with you. Did you, you know, looking at the player props, and again, this is difficult because not a lot of them are out, really. No. Um, just a handful of them. Did you have any um, any thoughts or anything that you feel somewhat confident at all about with this, considering uh, the unknown factor about some players, if they're going to play, what, what what their snap count is going to be, all, all of that being said, any level of confidence on any player props tonight? Yeah, so you wonder what the breakdown, given given the the age of Leonard Fournette, slightly older player, if if we see more of Rashad White in this particular game, I think that's somewhat intriguing to me. Uh, I mentioned that Justin Gage is not playing. You talked about the fact that the secondary of the Tampa, sorry, of the Baltimore Ravens has not played particularly well. Uh, when Chris Godwin's managed to play football games and play through the games, he's been a high target guy, high volume targets, double digits each and every time. Um, so I, I'm intrigued by, and the fact that um, Cameron Brate's not going to be playing in this particular game as well. So I'm intrigued by both Kate Otten, uh, three and a half catches, 32 and a half yards receiving. Uh, Godwin is six and a half catches and 71 yards receiving. I like Godwin from the reception standpoint. I think I'm going to play the over there. With Otten, I can go either way. I haven't, I haven't decided which way I'm going to go, but I think I'm going to put money on one of those, Wiz. I think I'm with you on Otten. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you just think the guy that he wants to throw the ball to is 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 Godwin to your point. But um, I, I think there's nothing wrong with taking Otten on both receptions and yards. Um, it, the Ravens, I've looked at their stats versus tight ends. Tight ends have been pretty successful against them. Seems, uh, as I've been talking about Otten, like the last month or so, Brady has more and more confidence in that player. So um, I'm with you on Otten. Uh, Anything on the Ravens side intrigues you either by a line that's already up or something that you predict will be up. Uh, Anything on the Ravens side, whether it be under over on any player props. I, I think the fact if, if you do not see Mark Andrews playing this game and they put a line for Isaiah Likely, I think you got to you, you got to look at that. Um, again, we don't, we don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Um, I'd say Lamar Jackson could be busy in this particular game. Um, I, I think the running backs might have some trouble against Tampa Bay. Although last week, when you think about it, uh, Chuba Hubbard and Donta Foreman just completely chewed up this Ravens uh, supposedly top tiered. Uh, rushing defense in the NFL, and uh, they got chewed up by them, and they're coming off a short week. So 
You know, I, th- this could be one of those games where, where the Ravens decide to force the ball down the throat. Gus Andrews, I, I, you, was there a line on on him yet on, on rushing yards? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They got Andrews at 45 and a half. I'm sorry, Gus Edwards at 45 and a half and Lamar Jackson at 61 and a half rushing. And Lenny Fournette is at 50 and a half. Those are the three they have up there for rushing. And uh, as far as receiving, you mentioned Godwin, 71 and a half. Kate Otten, 32 and a half. Yeah, I think the tricky, part, the tricky part with Edwards, right, is the fact that he's coming off of an injury, right? So... Uh, what's his bounce back going to look like? Could we see more of Kenyon Drake in this particular game? Is Justice Hill going to be more involved in this game? So, yeah, I, I, this is a very difficult uh, day, I think, in terms of you know trying to force the issue in terms of prop betting. Yeah, um, I, yeah I mean, I, I completely agree. That's what I mentioned earlier about Edwards, you know, coming back on a short week. I, you know, I think he has a, you know, a good chance of, you know, maybe getting a touchdown and they get down there. He's the running back, clearly, that they want to give the ball to once they're in the red zone. Uh, but as far as the other guys and everything else, uh, I'm just going to take a pass, enjoy the game. I have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on one of my fantasy teams, so I'll be rooting for them to catch a lot of balls. But uh, based on what I saw last week with, with Evans dropping a 70-yard you know, walk-in touchdown, uh, my level of confidence uh, in this game tonight is not high. So I'm going to root for the best. Hope for the best. Hope is a good game, but uh, as far as recommending anything out there to people listening to this podcast, um, I just have no confidence in it. I'm just going to take a complete pass on the game um, as far as props or, or sides. And the one thing that I will say in terms of DraftKings, I'm going to sprinkle some likely in the game. Even if Andrews plays, I think he's you know capable of being involved in the game and doing something. So I think that he's getting salary leverage on uh, likely and ownership leverage is the way to go. So I think I'll start with likely and then kind of like build it around him uh, and then take my chance in a game where the the stars may shine, but if there's a game that's written about, you know, that could have like a real out-of-the-blue guy do something, this seems to be one of those games. Yeah, and I think uh, one thing worth mentioning was uh, before we wrap up this podcast, you know, we're heading towards the trading deadline couple of names have moved around. Robert Quinn moved from the Bears to the Eagles. We saw today the, the Kansas City Chiefs making a deal for Kadarius Toney, who's hardly played this year, but is still on a rookie deal. I think you got to watch out for w- what the implications are of these type of moves uh, into the into the trade deadline. The Tony one, if, if you still have your waiver wires up, I, I suspect um, he's a player that's heavily available in a lot of leagues uh, and might garner some attention because of the Kansas City Chief uh, offense. I think one thing that I'm really keen on is that game uh, 9.30 in the morning um, from London on Sunday morning, the Jags and the Broncos. And I think if the Jags beat the Broncos, there's a highly high likelihood, I believe, that Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, uh, Chubb on the defensive end of the ball, um, can be traded, especially if they lose that game and they just feel like, you know, this season's bye-bye. So I think you're going to see some things done based on what takes place on Sunday. And uh, I'm really watching that Denver uh, Jaguar game because, uh, like I said, I think if the uh, Jags beat the Broncos in that game, uh, you may see some some players go um like especially those three players that I just mentioned. Yeah, Russell Wilson was doing uh, some calisthenics in the aisle. A um, lot of commentary about that uh, on the flight over to London. Uh, 
Well, I, I, boy, that's a player that's just in the crosshairs right now, just in the crosshairs. Yeah, I mean, I'll I, I tell you, I wanted him in as many leagues as possible. Um, I only got him in one league, uh, which I guess in retrospect has turned out good for me. You and I are partners in that Superflex league where you start two quarterbacks. We were kind of gutted when he was taken right before we picked, which ended up being <laughs> fantastic in, in retrospect because we ended up getting Joe Burrow um, and Eckler with our top two picks picking at the end of the first round. So, uh, But yeah, I am completely surprised of what's taken place um, with um, with the skilled players um, for the Broncos this year. Yeah, it's been a real nightmare. And Nathaniel Hackett, first-year head coach, it's uh, not, it's been uh, an inauspicious start for Mr. Hackett. All right, with uh, Giants, I mean, they are just uh, rocking and rolling here. Do you have a prediction on how they will do? Will they continue that streak against the probably, if there's one more team that's more surprising than the Giants and maybe the Seahawks? Yeah, do you have any thoughts on, on that game? Are you going to wait till the uh, weekend to give a pick on that game? I'm going to wait till the weekend. Uh, well, I am watching the weather for that game, I will tell you that. It's supposed to be a little windy in Seattle and rainy. All righty. Great weather report, and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll see what happens. Hope everyone is able to enjoy the game and may your fantasy players play well tonight. But uh, we'll be back at the end of the week, uh, either Friday or Saturday, and uh, give the uh, games for the picks, player props, DraftKings, all of that good stuff. And uh, we've been very hot this entire year. So keep it going. Yep. Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast. Have a great night, Wiz. Enjoy the game. You do the same.